0: let <laughs>
1: Trash Crusaders welcome to another special episode of Save Trash Cinema and Spotlight Games where trash cinema and video games come together and another amazing crossover event I'm your host the dumpster boy himself
0: Cayman Darty. and I'm your co-host Patrick Sweetmeat Cayman has described me as Schweigert but enough about that though let's talk about one of the best
1: video game adaptations ever made
0: or one of the worst video game
1: adaptations when we cover Mortal Kombat. But before we jump in, let's do a little quick housekeeping. We'd love it if you rate and review the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Don't forget, if you have a movie you want us to review or you'd like to be a guest host, you can reach us at savetrashcinema@gmail.com at gmail.com, or you can DM us on Twitter at SaveTrashCinema or on Instagram at SaveTrashCinema.
0: Or you can get all of your video game news from Spotlight Games by subscribing to our YouTube channel or by subscribing in your favorite podcast app. And hey, while you're there, we'd love it if you rated and reviewed Spotlight Games Podcast on the podcast app of your choice. And don't forget, you can be on the show by emailing us your thoughts and questions to mail at SpotlightGames.net. Or you can DM us on Twitter at SpotGamesPod or on Instagram and TikTok at Pod. And hey, we're on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv/slash/SpotlightGamesPod. Well, enough of the
1: housekeeping. Let's uh, jump into a little overview of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, not to be confused with the 1995 live-action adaptation by the same name, is a 2021 reboot of the Mortal Kombat film universe.
0: The film was directed by Simon McQuoid, I hope I'm saying that right, and written by Greg Russo and Dave Callahan. You might know Simon McQuoid from...
1: Actually, hold on. Nope, this is the only movie he's ever made. Yep,
0: you heard it here first, folks. This is the only movie he's ever made. A pretty good debut. Uh, Greg Russo is known for films such as, (laughs) you've got to be fucking kidding me, Mortal Kombat. Though it is worth pointing out that he's apparently tied to film adaptations of other video game movies such as Saints Row and Fear.
1: Good news though, Dave Callahan has actually been part of a few other films such as a writer on Marvel's Shang-Chi, Wonder Woman 1984, the Expendable series, and, oh, come the fuck on. The Rock and Carl Urban-led live-action adaptation of Doom? (laughs) the
0: fuck? The film is led by Louis Tan. You might know Louis from Deadpool 2, AMC's Into the Badlands, or Iron Fist. Jessica McNamee from The Meg and Battle of the Sexes, and acclaimed Japanese actor Hiroyuki Sanada from Ringu the Wolverine Sunshine Westworld as well. He's been True. in a lot of great shit. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, the absolute show stealer Joe Taslim from The Raid, The Night Comes for Us. And Fast and Furious Six. God, he is so fucking great in everything
1: he's in. I just love him so much. I'm the like the probably the only Joe Taslim stand, but I stand behind that. Uh, it's worth pointing out that in the lead up to the film's production, Vin Diesel, Megan hmm? Fox, Jason Momoa, Tony Jaa, Ronda Rousey, Michael Jai White, and none other than Liam Neeson were all rumored at one point or another to be part of the film.
0: An all-star lineup. I la- it's like, what, Vin Diesel's Jax, Liam Neeson is like Raiden, probably. That's, That's well, a lot well, of interesting well. shit. Uh, story goes as such. MMA fighter Cole Young, accustomed to taking a beating for money, is unaware of his heritage or why Outworld's Emperor Shang Tsung has sent his best warrior Sub-Zero, an otherworldly cyromancer, to hunt Cole down. Fearing for his family's safety, Cole goes in search of Sonya Blade at the direction of Jax, a special forces major who bears the same strange dragon making, excuse me, dragon marking Cole was born with. Soon he finds himself at the temple of Lord Raiden, an elder god and the protector of Earthrealm who grants sanctuary to those who bear the mark. Here, Cole trains with experienced warriors Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and rogue mercenary Kano as he prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions, against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. But will Cole be pushed hard enough to unlock his Arcana, the immense power from within his soul, in time to save not only his family, but to stop Outworld once and for all? Probably not.
1: The film is currently streaming through HBO Max rentable through a majority of renting services and can be purchased from Amazon. If you're into physical media for ludicrously cheap. And when I say ludicrously cheap, I kid you not. I got a 4k UHD
0: version of the film for $12. Wow. That's not a good sign. (laughs) The film itself runs for a stout, but manageable hour and 50 minutes and sports a rotten tomato score of 54. Though it's worth pointing out that the audience score is significantly higher With 86%.
1: As mentioned previously, this isn't the first live-action film in the franchise. Uh, To date, there has been two main theatrical releases, with the 1995 Mortal Kombat and the 1997 sequel Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Both of those we will 100% be covering on standard Save Trash Cinema. But the story doesn't end there. In 1998, a TV series launched called Mortal Kombat Conquest, that ran for 22 episodes before being canceled. And then there was the 2011 web series Mortal Kombat Legacy that accumulated 19 episodes over the course of two seasons. If you're wondering, though, have there been any animated films? Well, guess what? Yes, there have been. Uh, There were two highly acclaimed animated films with the 2020 Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge and the follow-up film Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms. Uh, but enough prattling on about everything to do with the film. Why don't we actually talk about the film itself? So let's get the show on the road. Mortal Kombat, everyone. Mortal Kombat! All right, so as we do with every one of our special crossover episodes, we're going to jump in to some initial thoughts. Patrick, why don't you start
0: us off? Tell me what you think about Mortal Kombat. And before I jump in, as a reminder, first half of this spoiler free, and then we're gonna rip the bandaid off and spoil it all day long. Okay. Um, so I like this movie. I think it um, it's got its problems. It's a lot of the dialogue is kind of shit, and uh, there you know there are some character additions that just I felt like weren't really necessary. Mainly, you know, the main character. Um, but I think it does a few things incredibly well that I think a lot of video game movie adaptations miss the mark on, which is it totally has the heart of the franchise all throughout mm. the movie. hundred percent. Like the best parts of this movie is the fight choreo. Like it's, mm-hmm. you can tell whoever choreographed this movie has played a shit ton of Mortal Kombat there like whether it's fatalities whether it's just the actual combat itself there's a lot of really cool spectacle throughout the movie that that's what kind of keeps me drawn in throughout there you know there are the parts every now and then where it goes a little story heavy and i'm like okay let's get back let's get like what what is sure. the story moment that is going to get me to see another fight um mm. and that's kind of what i'm what i'm looking for and they're like, there are very few fights in this movie that I, I find boring. Like for the most part, they all kind of rule. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, there, I think there is a lot of room for improvement, but I think it's starting point where it's at right now is really strong already. What about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, no,
1: I, I can't disagree. I, one of, so when I first initially saw this about a year ago, uh, the first night it was out HBO Max, I watched it. And I walked away being like, this movie fucking rocks. This is arguably the best video game adaptation ever made, and I was super high on it. Over the course of the next year after watching it, my opinion shifted dramatically. To the point that I was like, this movie sucks. I hate it. Everything about it. They really should just end it here, and we should not get any more. And then in January of 2022, they announced that, guess what? We were going to get a sequel. And... That the movie was actually, the next movie will be written by the guy who wrote the Moon Knight TV series. And I was oh, like, oh, fantastic. So we're going to get more. I really hate all of this. And then i watched watch it again. And I'm back high on it again. Good. And it's it's one of those weird movies where like I, it's odd that I ever end up in a situation where I walk away really enjoying it, then hate it. And then see it again and yeah. love it again. What an odd trajectory. Normally it's like I walk away either really low on it, see it again, love it, or I walk away high on it, then I start to think more on it and I dislike it. And then we end up we get to a position where it's like, okay, I've seen it a second time. I was right with my initial thought or my initial thoughts that while I was low on it, yeah. after really thinking about it, that this is just not working for me. So it is a weird one. And I really think that the whole reason that I came back on it so high was because, like you said, this is a movie about Mortal Kombat. And some people will say, okay, but there's no actual tournament in the film, which this is not a spoiler. There is no tournament in the film, so why is it Mortal Kombat? It's all about a fighting tournament. And so from doing a little research leading in uh, to this episode, I should find out the reason why is this is a planned trilogy and the first movie, the one that just came out in 2021 will be a pre-tournament. The second film will be all about the tournament. And then the third film will be a, a flash forward to post tournament aftermath, Hmm. presumably leading into probably another reboot of the series. So with that kind of knowledge in mind, like it definitely shifted my perspective a little bit, but go kind of going back to feed off of some of the things you said, The fights in this movie are fucking awesome. Like, they are good. There are fatalities ripped directly from the game. The way that they incorporate the little jokes about being like, like Kung Lao, like, he does this this move at some point. I don't want to spoil too much. We'll get to it. But he, like, steps away, and he's like, flawless victory. Flawless
0: victory. And it's just
1: like, man, fucking, like, hyped up. And then it was also the, the way that they incorporated the music from the previous film. The 1995 first live action film. The way they incorporated that music by just giving us a little bit of it in little parts, and you're like, okay, we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it, and then we don't get it till the very end. And that moment when it does, oh man, it hits, it fucking hits. And I just, I walked away from from my second viewing of World Combat being like, honestly. Mortal Kombat the 1995 version and the reboot in 2021 are indeed the best video game adaptations I've ever seen. Like they are. And I think the reason is because it actually works in a movie and how that plays out. I have no clue how, but it works where something like, I feel like resident evil has always fallen flat. Super Mario bros just does not fucking work. Um, Uncharted didn't work. And I will say to your point, the story is not good. It is not good. That's my one yeah. huge hang up is the story and Cole, the main character. He sucks. Uh, but for me kind of looking on, it, it's like this, the, the way that they kind of tie things in works so well. And it just, I don't know, man, like I just walked away being like, yeah, I feel like I watched a video game movie for the first time. Cause like, yeah, Uncharted, like the story for Uncharted, I thought was arguably better than anything Mortal Kombat did. But this movie was fun from start to finish because the pacing worked.
0: Yeah. And I think that it it has a little bit of an edge. It it just in like given circumstance in that it's a fighting game. You know, the, Hmm. the people don't really play Mortal Kombat for its story. There are people who do. That's not to say that people don't. But by and large, your average Mortal Kombat player is there. Like my wife, Rose loves Mortal Kombat. She wants to just fuck people up and release rage by ripping someone's skull off of the rest of their body. And that's like, this movie leans into that. Something like Mm -hmm. Uncharted, it needed to lean into the heart of these two characters, but really all Mortal Kombat needs to lean into is the characters from the games and making them fucking awesome, which this movie does more than it doesn't. Like there are a few characters that I didn't love like their design. I really like my least favorite character in this movie is actually Shang Tsung. I Mm -hmm. love the character of Shang Tsung. I think he's so cool. And like, I just, the actor, I forget his name, but from the 1995 version, uh, Mm. the guy from Johnny tsunami. Your soul is mine. Yeah. He is just so iconic to me as Shang Tsung. And so like part of it is, it's not necessarily the actor's fault. I just, it's, i shang sung i close my eyes i have an idea of who shang sung is and this guy is that so that's part of it um but yeah like the way like sub-zero melina like all these characters they just nail the design so much that it's just like there's just like a fun fan servicey but not for the sake of fan servicey like excitement when watching it because Mm -hmm. everything was just it felt like it was crafted with love and care yeah
1: I I legitimately can't disagree. And it's also worth pointing out that both Heriuki uh, Sonata and Joe Taslam both have said in interviews that before they even went to set for the first time, like they played through the games cool. and like only played as their characters. Both were like, well, we sucked, sucked like so hard at these yeah. games, but we played them to see. Like what it was about these, we've read into them. We know what this character is, and a lot of actors will say, "Like, no, I didn't. I refuse to play the game. I refuse to do any research on it because I wanted to bring my own voice to the character." And I think that that's fine and that works. But for a video game movie, I don't think that works. Sure. Specifically, just for the fact that it's like, especially something like Mortal Kombat, which. Have had eleven mainline entries, sprinkle in you know the the Shaolin monks game, throw in Sub Zero mythologies, like they've had a bunch of games, right? Right. And we've grown so accustomed to like the way that these characters interact, like the, they the way they their mannerisms, the way they carry themselves, and so it's good to know that they did something like that because. I want to see these characters brought to life. I don't want to just see Joe Taslam from the night, you know, the night comes for us playing sub zero. I want to see him as sub zero. And I think for the most part, all of the characters, they bring about like that same level of intensity from the video games with the one character that I didn't like, which was Cole. He's not from the games. And so the interpretation there is just kind of up. I just feel like that that was just kind of a missed opportunity. He's kind of a wet blanket, the sure. entire film. And like rooting for someone who's just so like useless for 99% of the movie kind of sucks. But then you got great, like great performances by, you know, the, the, the actress who played, you know, Liu Kang and played Kung Lao. Yeah. Um, Jax, like embodied those characters. The stoicism of the monks really came through for me. I, I Look, I love it. Like, I, I can't, I'm sitting here just like, I can't speak highly enough of like, this is a video game movie. It is a video game ass video game movie, too. Yeah, yeah. And it works. Now, I want to talk a little bit, Patrick, I want to ask you, before we get into spoilers and we talk mm-hmm. too much. But like, there were a lot of fatalities in the Yes. Movie. And I know that you are one who is not as big of a fan of like gore in films. Sure. uh, Where I'm someone who's like just buckets and buckets of blood all for it. So like, how is someone who's because this movie is very gory. Yeah. There's some insane kills in this movie. Like as someone who's just not as in tune with that or just doesn't enjoy that as much. Sure. Like, did it play for
0: you or did you think that it was a little overboard? Could you have gone less? It did work for me. And I'll tell you why like they're using like an example like um like the boys on amazon Mm -hmm. probably objectively the goriest show maybe ever produced the world in that show and the world in this movie have set up in such a way that the gore makes sense and the Mm -hmm. gore i think is a piece of the story like the 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 fact that I don't want to spoil the one that you kind of briefly mentioned too. I was about to, um, it is used as an effect to drive home, like the stakes of what's happening more so than let's just watch people covered in blood fucking sure. doing whatever. And I, so I th- think in those kinds of situations is when gore works for me. Mm-hmm. It's in other situations where it just feels like it's for the sake of gore that I, it's not that I, it's not that I dislike it. I just, I don't need it. And it's like sure, I sure. sometimes I, I see movies and shows lean into it and it feels like a crutch, something to make it seem more entertaining and more interesting. Because like, oh, look, that guy's head exploded. It's like, well, sure, it happened. And yeah, the effect was well done. But I would have liked something in the story that maybe made more sense or maybe, you know, you, you know, what, you kind of hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I so, yeah, ultimately, good. I think it totally works with this movie. Do you want a fun fact? I do.
1: This movie was rated X and really they had to edit it down to an R rating because it was so violent. And gory have they in said the first cut. what was edited out? They haven't come no. out and said anything. There might be an interview somewhere with yeah. the special effects guy who could say it or the editor who could could explain what he cut. Uh, but it's funny that that is the case, because the original 95 Mortal Kombat film was actually rated R and they edited it down to, to make G-13. it PG-13 so they could huh. release the film, uh, which I think is incredible. The gore for me works. And the reason it works, I think, kind of like you said, is that this that is Mortal Kombat. It yeah. is a hyper-violent game, so you walk into it with that expectation. If that was neutered in any way, I would be way less high on it because yeah. it wouldn't feel like Mortal Kombat, right? For sure. And so I like that. But I do want to talk more in depth about actual spoilers yes so why don't we go ahead and do that let's jump into the spoilers if you don't want to hear them and you want to fast forward probably jump an extra 10 minutes ahead in time and you can hear us close out the show but let's fuck it let's do it spoilers rip it off time <laughs>
0: What was your favorite fatality or favorite Um, like moment like that? So I've really enjoyed
1: the Kung Lao where he throws his, his spinning hat into the ground and then he rides Katana like a surfboard into it. And it just like slices her in half like rip directly from the game. That is a 100% a fatality. The other incredible fatality that I really enjoyed was when Jax, he gets, so Jax is a character. If you're, if you haven't seen the movie, but you decide to stick around for spoilers, Jax gets his arms essentially ripped off by Sub Zero at the very beginning of the movie. So he gets implanted with metal arms and he unlocks his arcana, which I think the whole arcana angle is just stupid like and it. unnecessary. So either way, he gets these, he's, these metal arms. He's able to unlock his arcana power. So they turn from like little metal twigs into like these big, beefy tank arms. And so he's fighting General Raikou up on a bridge. And, and that's another thing, too. Like, they didn't really explore any of the villains at all besides yeah. Sub-Zero. They didn't really s- explore Sub-Zero very much either, which kind of sucks because I was like, mis- I feel like just the, the Sub-Zero Scorpion movie would have just been better. But whatever. Oh, I agree.
0: A hundred percent. So they're up
1: on the bridge and he's fighting Ryko and he gets him. he's just beating the shit out of his face and he gets him down on his knees and he pulls his hands up and he does the Hulk clap and he sm- just explodes his head. And another fatality ripped directly from the games. And that moment when he crushes the skull, uh-huh. and he like steps up and flexes was just like, it was one of those just gut punch moments where you're like, I'm watching a mortal Kombat movie and, and I love a, this shit. And they do
0: the thing right before he slaps his head where uh, general Reiko is kind of like,
1: before oh, yeah, he falls wobbling. to his knees, he's yes, wobbling so like, he, like,
0: like it happened in the games. Um, yeah. So m- for me, um, one my two favorite like gore moments one isn't mm-hmm. a fatality and one is
1: okay the
0: one that's not a fatality is actually you kind of alluded to it the scene where sub-zero freezes jack's arms oh off. yeah i thought yeah because like that's the kind of thing where you know depending on the game the lore around why Jax loses his arms is different like i, I it, it's very possible that in one of the games that's also how it happened um sure. but i i was a cool choice like it was it was something that i expect from an adaptation put your own spin on how this character came to be or whatever. And so I really liked that that was how he lost his arms. And then um my favorite of the fatalities was actually in one of my favorite, just general parts of the movie, which is the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight at the end in the frozen MMA arena where oh, yeah. he lifts his mask off and does his fire breath and it just burns away his entire oh, face yeah. when he like does just it. Just
1: re- revealing the skull underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Um, so that kind of brings me to that scene, though, is when we really start to get the music from the first game, the dun, yeah. dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun, 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 dun. And so, like, it, they've kind of been alluding to the song in a couple different fight scenes where you'll get, like, a couple notes of the score, like, put in. But then, like, that fight scene, Cole is, is like, fighting Sub-Zero, and he's getting his ass kicked. And basically what ends up happening is, is Sub-Z- uh, Scorpion, who is a descendant or cole is a descendant of scorpion he like emerges out of like from the ground just like covered in flames and then when he does you see like his spear hand like fly through and right when it hits the ground you get the bump 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 and then like the song kicks in yeah. and he just yells get over here, get over here. and like rips uh so sub-zero good. back like that moment like i'm like on the edge of my seat i've already seen this movie like, yeah. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm fist-pounding. Like, I'm, like, fully invested. And, like, that's what I want from movies like this. Like, that's what I wanted from Uncharted. was yeah. a moment where I was on the edge of my seat, fist-pumping, just excited and jazzed up and, like, hell yeah, this is what's going to go down.
0: And that we got it here. For sure. Yeah. It, it, that actually leads into – So my biggest criticisms of the movie I didn't want to cover in the first half because they're kind of spoilery. And so, yeah, one of my biggest criticisms of the movie, I think it's a really cool concept that mm-hmm. Cole is the descendant of Scorpion. Yeah. But, like, so the way that the movie kind of ends is Scorpion is like, you know, you let me, like, finish my fate, so I'm good to, like, rest now, essentially. So they they kind of strongly suggest that Scorpion won't be in the future movies. I wouldn't be surprised if he still is. But, like, so if that's the case, if you've set up this world in which – now Scorpion's gone and Cole is like his heir. Why not just make Cole like a different version of Scorpion? Like why do this like weird MMA his arcana is like battle armor thing. Like it just it's just kind of a boring character when like everyone knows that the coolest characters in Mortal Kombat is Sub-Zero and Scorpion. And that's why yeah. they're usually the, the most featured characters. So it's like I don't know, in like in that same vein I didn't like how much this movie felt like a prequel. So like Mm. hearing that it's a planned trilogy totally makes sense. But like how much of this movie is just training for the tournament is like, I don't know. It kind of feels like the bulk of this movie could have been a quarter of the the actual movie. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that was just a little disappointing for me. Like I, I know a lot of people's criticism is that, well, there's not a tournament in the movie and it's, I don't even mind that there's not a tournament in the movie. It just, I feel like we're at a point in this style of movie, this like fighting based movie where the training, we kind of, usually it's like more montage. It's, it's a smaller part of the film. And this, it felt like half of the movie, at least was just like getting ready for mortal Kombat. And I just, yeah. Toward the end, even though there were fun bits, like the spamming joke and the uh, Kano yeah. wins joke, that kind of thing. Like those jokes were fun, but they weren't enough to keep me as invested because there was just pacing was like my, my big issue with the movie. And a lot of it was because of the way they, they told the story. See, I I don't know. I see. I don't feel
1: like the pacing for me was bad or felt off. The reason I say that is because for me, the way that the pacing worked was like, right when I got a chance to take a breath, we got a little bit of story then they threw us back into another fight and like enough of a, be able to chance to like kind of recalibrate and like that worked for me. But I do think like you could have made this movie two hours and 25 minutes maybe. And did the whole, you could have done two movies in this. You could have done the actual mortal Kombat tournament and the, the beginning, but also at the same time, I'm like, you look at an animated film, like scorpions revenge. And I'm like, I get that it works better as an animated medium, that you can be quicker on how you do things like that movie fucking slaps. And it, all it does is follow Scorpion, like the whole movie. And like, that is really cool. Like I, so I do like that. My hope is, is when we do get the sequel, which at the rate that it's going, and we just announced the moon rider, um, the screenwriter was doing this, the, the Mortal Kombat two, I'd assume in probably summertime of 2023, we might get it. Um, that there's a chance. So like that kind of sucks. Cause like you look at Marvel and they're fucking popping out movies every six months, there's a new yeah. movie. And I understand that this is a lot different, like, I, I'm worried that the time between one and what will eventually be two, like we won't get a three. Cause it was just be like, yeah, the anticipation, the excitement has just died down. I um, mean,
0: I would be shocked if we even get two, only because this movie came out in the middle of quarantine so like yeah i'm sure it didn't perform super well in the box office which is a shame uh um, well i mean it, but it i just hope tr- that we get anything more.
1: yeah it came out what like summertime of 2021 and then in january they announced that like it's coming like oh good the, okay we've cool. got this the, the screen right so it has been announced um but yeah i mean who knows what what can happen there i think it'd be a huge bummer if we don't actually get a full PG. actual tournament uh, you know, but, you know, part of the other thing, too, is like uh, the worry I also have is and I get that there's like 50 plus characters in the, the universe of Mortal Kombat. But like you killed burned a lot of a big lo- people. You yeah, you burn through a lot of people. Now, sure. Yeah. There are a lot of other big names that didn't make uh, uh, an appearance like Bo Raichu. I know he's your favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, My drunken fat boy. I know you love that drunken fat boy. So like, you know, but you you killed off Goro, Scorpion, yeah. Sub-Zero. Now, they did kind of allude to, like, Shang Tsung does make a comment where he's like, yes, um, death is only a portal to another realm. Right. So they kind of open the door. And if they do make it, I have a, a 100% suspicion that we will see Scorpion yeah. come back as well. But they did kill off a lot of characters. Kung Lao's mm-hmm. dead. You know, they yeah, killed off who's a lot they, that's of Kano, Kung Lao's you know? my
0: actual favorite character. bo rai is more of an ironic favorite character. Kung Lao is, like, every time I play uh, Mortal Kombat... First one I'm being is Kung Lao. So I was yeah. really disappointed that he's dead. Yeah. Um, and that sucks. But yeah.
1: I will say that the way that the movie does end is it ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Cole's back at the MMA arena that he he starts the movie in. Guy asks him if he wants to fight another fight. And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm moving on to other stuff. And the guy's like, where are you going? He's like, Hollywood. I got to meet somebody. And then he walks over and we see a poster that says, Johnny Cage. And fuck yeah, because I love yeah. Johnny Cage. He's my favorite. Like I don't go wrong. I love I love Scorpion. But Johnny Cage, man.
0: Love yeah, no, Johnny that, Cage. I love and that like that kind of leans into my this felt like a prequel is that like to end the movie on a well let's cause like I don't know. I think Johnny Cage is a cool character, but I wouldn't like he is nowhere near as like Scorpion and Sub Zero.
1: Mm. So
0: like just in terms of like iconicness lu kang is so like it, even though obviously lu kang was a main character in this movie it would have made more sense to me to like tease that he's going to find lu kang <laughs> but to go to find johnny you know what i mean like it it just felt well, like a little bit of a i guess um,
1: the thing is with with johnny cage like you needed to have the catalyst to move like to move the story forward he for sure kano is the MacGuffin. But Kano, the way they portrayed him in the movie is very similar to the way Johnny Cage acts. And I don't think you could have had both of them in the same movie at the same time. It would both be like chewing the scenery and stealing, you know, time. I don't think it's worth it, like to include him in this. I would say the way that they did it was probably more appropriate. I think it'd be cool if they would would have been like, hey, we got Kung Lao instead. Or there's, a, yeah. there's other big characters you could have rolled in like MoCap or Meet, um, you know, those two characters that everyone loves so much. (laughs) Your Um, Z characters. So we're kind of getting up to the end of the episode. I want to just close us out. Patrick, just what do you think, final thoughts, we've gone through spoilers, we've finished the film, what what are your final thoughts? What would you tell the audience who may not have seen or
0: saw and have mixed feelings on on Mortal Kombat? What would you tell? I feel like Overall, this is a good Mortal Kombat movie. It's a great Mortal Kombat movie. Is it a good movie, just in general? I think that just depends on your taste. Like, if you love an action, kung fu, fighting movie, you'll probably enjoy this. Especially if you like Mortal Kombat, you'll enjoy this. I think there are missed opportunities. Like I think the way the film opens, just it it seemed like they were setting up a much deeper story with Sub-Zero and Scorpion and there just wasn't a lot of legs there. Like they they kind of expected the audience to just accept these given circumstances that there's a lot of history between these two clans, but they didn't really give us much in terms of context there. So like there were True. things like that. There were missed opportunities with the way that they told their story, and ultimately it feeling like a prequel, I think detracted a little bit. But all of that to say, for it being a video game adaptation, I think it sings and I think uh it is i can't wait for them to do a second one because if they nailed the first one as well as they did i can't wait to see what they do with a sequel
1: one last question for you Mm -hmm. in the terms of save trash cinema would you save it or can it
0: i would definitely save this for sure i could and and i think and the reason is the potential there Mm -hmm. is like there is the potential here for a really good franchise of movies that Video game adaptations have tried for, for so long, but never really succeeded with Resident Evil being the main one of that. And I think there is the potential here for true like greatness. on sure, screen. Sure.
1: Yeah. Final thoughts for me. I believe everything you said is accurate. Um, it's definitely set the, I think this sets the standard going forward for what video game movies should be especially adult video game movies. Like if if we do get a saints row or we do get a doom, another doom film, or we do get fear, like with the Sonic films, I've heard they're fantastic. I haven't got around to them yet, but like that works for like kid movies, but for adult movies, like this is what this needs to be. And I do, I do. I think this is an absolute save. And I would say, and like I said, this is without seeing the Sonic films, which I know are critically praised. Um, this is the bar for me in terms of video game adaptations. This has the heart, the soul, and the foundation of Mortal Kombat, and it's everything I wanted from a Mortal Kombat film. And I can't wait, and I'm just fingers and toes crossed that we do get a sequel, because I think that sequel, especially if they, they wheel in, you know, like Timo Tejanto that did The Night Comes for Us, uh, if, they bre- if they could squeeze him in, which I'll reach out to him on Twitter since, you know, we're close friends. Oh, yeah, um, you know, convince him that he needs to put his name in the ring uh, like there could be like a really fucking great movie here that we look back on being like this is the this is exceptionalism. Yeah. And so that those are my final thoughts. Absolutely save it. If you haven't seen Mortal Kombat, 100% go watch it. It's on HBO Max. You could pick it up for dirt cheap on physical media. 100% recommend it. Um, and that's all I've got there your might now if you've enjoyed the show please rate review and share the hell out of it with your friends loved ones and worst of enemies honestly word of mouth is key here and we aren't beggars also bug keith
0: and hey if you're interested in video games check out our other podcast the spotlight games podcast on all of your favorite streaming services we're on twitch now Twitch.tv slash Spotlight Games Pod. We also have a YouTube channel, so don't be heathen and watch us banter about video games there as well if you can't catch us live. In the meantime, you can follow me at Patrick Schwag, Cayman at Kid Cayman, or our other podcast Spotlight Games at Spot Games Pod on Twitter and Spotlight Games Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to be part of the show for Save Trash Cinema, whether it be a
1: guest host or you have a movie recommendation, you can reach us at SaveTrashCinema at gmail.com or SaveTrashCinema on all socials. Remember, fight big box office. Save Trash Cinema. And
0: play some motherfucking video games, dog.